Good morning, everyone. My name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blogging School, and this is the Automation Morning Show. Thank you for joining me. This is a show where we look at what's new and happening in industrial automation, and I'm hoping your Friday is off to a great start, and uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I know you probably are as well. So with that said, I'm just looking over there to make sure everything seems to be working great. So with that, let's go ahead and get started, and I'm going to start uh, with a thank you to our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs HMI, PLC, or SCADA training, please have them visit our sponsor's website, theautomationschool.com. And with that, let's jump right into the news. We get a couple of uh, uh, press releases from Emerson today. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they've acquired Flexim, which is a global leader in clamp-on ultrasonic flow measurement, okay? And they also acquired AFAG, I think that's AFAG, um, and they are a leader in electronic, I'm sorry, they are a leader in electric linear motion feeding and handling automation solutions. So congratulations to Emerson and those companies on the acquisitions. From there, we go over to a press release from Wago, still trying to get in contact with these guys to get them on the product and technology show. Um, but in any case, they just announced the new slim version of their Eco2 power supply. If you're interested in what it looks like, it, you can see it right there. This is not the same one we're using here in the office, which has a um, communication module on the front, but it still looks like a very affordable in, you know, 10 amps in this form factor. That's pretty impressive. So um, just wanted to share that with you this morning. From there, we go over to Leviton. Now, Leviton, a lot of people don't realize they have a lot of products which can be used in industrial automation. And uh, I saw that they just released their one or just enhanced their one reach PoE extender system. So if you're doing power over ethernet, you need to extend it. This is a product to take a look at. From there, we go over to Mabel Systems and they've announced their latest, their newest IPC, industrial PC, starting at just $690. You can see it right here. Now, this particular unit, they say it's good for SCADA software like Factory Talk and Aviva. And uh, you know, this unit has um, a lot of ports, it has two ethernet ports, has six USB ports, has four serial ports for those legacy applications, has an audio out, has a couple HDMIs, and um, you can upgrade it to Wi-Fi too. The one thing I worry about this though is that it's not for all applications because if you look, you can see it has an Intel quad-core Celeron J6412. From my research, that's a little under the performance you'll get with an i3 or maybe 20 to 30 percent the performance you'll get from an i7. So um, something to think about, I put the uh, link to Intel's website. Uh, I'll put that up as well at automate.news so you can see. So, but this might be a situation where it's for more uh, lightweight applications, not a heavy duty application. From there, we go over to Automation Direct. Now I always check to see what they have uh, new for products and I don't cover all of them, but I did think it was interesting that they now have the Endress Hauser PicoMag Series Magnetic Inductive Flow Meters. So uh, very interesting there. So I wanted to share that with you. And uh, over at Banner, they're promoting a new line of field wireable connectors. So these are great. You know, you get your MH, your M12s, and a lot of times you buy them pre-made, but sometimes you got to make them up in the field. Who wants to bring a soldering iron out there? I mean, sometimes we have to, right? But in any case, uh, what's great about this is that you can wire them in the field. Now, they do not just have right angle. They also have straight versions as well. And uh, I thought that was great. And it's good to know that these are available in case you need them, right? And from there, we go over to Pills. 
They're promoting their PNAS Multi 2 small controller base units. You know, they've recently expanded this line. I do have to reach out to them too. I need an assistant. <laughs> I need to reach out to them too to have them come on the show because they just have some great products, right? And uh, in any case, so they go through this whole new line and the expansions and whatnot. And so I wanted to share that with you this morning because that just popped up this week. And from there, now I just thought this was a really cool product. If you are working in a class one div two explosion uh, and need explosion proof devices, right? Um, PNF now makes a uh, an updated version of their X Cover 6. It's the Pro D2. This is a secure uh, device that is ruggedized, that is has 5G, so you can use it as a cell phone. It has a 6.6 inch uh, full HD plus display, so you're not gonna be scrimping on your display. Um, it has uh, Wi-Fi 6E, I believe. Yes, and uh, so LTE connectivity and um, in the US. And, um, you know, if you need like a cell phone, a high-end cell phone, you know, this is Android 13. If you need a high-end high cell phone that um, you can use in Class 1 Div 2 environments, definitely check this out. You know, I was going through the list, you know, it has Gorilla Glass, as that. You know, so many different uh, features that you would look for in a cell phone that um, I really thought, you know, I could definitely get, get away with using this because it, it matches my Android. So um, it's actually a little bit better than my, my current Android. So... In any case, it does support T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon, Verizon networks. <clears throat> Excuse me. They do have a Canadian model as well for our friends north of the border. So very interesting product. You don't see a lot of the industrial automation people making cell phones, but this is a great case. And we all know PNF does a lot in that Class 1 Div 2 hazardous environment area. So with that, let's go on to our next article. And this is from Inductive Automation. And it talks about their Ignition Cloud. Now, if you haven't been following along, um, Ignition released their Cloud Edition in May for AWS and just recently released it on Azure, Microsoft's Azure platform. And, um, you know, this is great if you have a lot of remote sites and you need a central SCADA system, right? Um, not good for those organizations that have like, you know, everything's inside one plan and they can't let the SCADA go down if the internet goes out, right? <clears throat> so that wouldn't be a good place to use this. But um, some things I thought that were good about this article were they, first of all, they talk about the pricing. You can do it pay as you go. So let's say you have a project that's only going to last a year or two. You can do a month by month, or you can do an annual subscription and save 35% off the month to month. But they also talk about, you know, when you should use this or when you should use the standard ignition software that you run on your own server. And I thought that was very helpful as well. Kind of opened my eyes to, um, to how they're positioning it here. So very interesting, and um, if you're you, an Ignition user, you may want to check this uh, article out. So from there, we'll go over to Software Toolbox. They have a um, they have a new article on tags inside a top server. If you're using top server, um, you probably find this very helpful because they really go through all the different tag types, static and dynamic, and they go through creating them. They go through the differences between them, when you should use static, when you should use dynamic. And um, if you're using top server, maybe you have a junior person on your staff, this would be great for them to read up on. And I just thought they did a great job on this article. From there, we go over to our sponsored product of today. This is the Mega AB Online Course Bundle from theautomationschool.com. This bundle includes Control Logics, Compact Logics, VUSE, PanelView Plus, PLC Basics, Nano Basics, Micro 800, CCW with VFDs, and some bonuses. And this course, um, 
these are all the level one and two or extended courses. So you get all the 2023 or 2024 courses for free. So we know that uh, they're coming out with updated uh, compact control logics uh, and um, micro 800 micrologics courses and uh, panel view plus will be next year. So this is all for $549. You buy once, you own forever, you get support forever. So you'll find a lot of people charge that, charge that every year and they don't cover as many products and they're not committed to redoing and updating the entire course. So this is definitely, I think, the best uh, the best bundle you'll find uh, currently in the world. And um, if not, let us know. But it's a great price. And if you're doing group enrollment for three or more people at your facility, there's even a discount on top of that and a tracking page where you can track the progress of each of your employees. So get in touch with them. You'll find their phone number and contact info at the top of the website, theautomationschool.com. From there, we go over to an article from RF Ideas. And um, I, you know, I'm from Rhode Island and I always say ideas with an R. Like I say, soda and many other funny things. So RF Ideas, um, I guess I'm, not, I'm just not gonna be able to do it. So this is an article about proximity cards versus smart cards. And uh, if you haven't seen that uh, commercial smart park, I parked it and then I unparked it. Check it out, very funny. In any case, uh, this is about proximity cards versus smart cards. And um, I really think this is very interesting. You know, a lot of us want to get away from passwords because that's the easiest thing to crack, right? Is somebody's password. And so going to either smart cards or proximity cards can be a great solution, not only for an office environment, but also for your panel PCs. So something to take a look at if you're interested in that type of technology. From there, we go over to another new article from Locus Robotics. If you're in the warehouse automation, you definitely want to check this out. This is entitled, Fulfill More Orders and Optimize Warehouse Operations with AI and Robots. And so it's a pretty beefy article, very interesting. You know, they cover picking and packing, they cover loading and unloading, they cover sorting and transportation. So pretty beefy article. And if you're into that warehouse automation space, I know a lot of you out there who are working in manufacturing facilities also have control over the automated warehouse. It's not everywhere, but in many places. And so you may find this very interesting. From there, for you machine builders out there who are concerned about safety, and I know there's a lot of you out there, um, this article from Exida, or Exida may be uh, very interesting to you. It talks about the benefits of using IEC 62061 machine safety templates. Now, machine safety, that gets beyond my my uh, area of knowledge, you know, I'm a PLCH, my SCADA, you know, guy, sensor guy, VFD guy, um, MES guy, but not safety guy. So in any case, uh, if you do uh, do that, if you're designing machines, you have to design it with uh, safety products in it, you may be interested in this article. It it's, uh, has uh, multiple links in it. And of course, they probably have multiple webinars on this topic as well. They, they do a lot with safety. From there, we go over to, I thought it was an interesting article about Industrial Energy Efficiency from Emerson. Now, this article, you know, it points out a fact we've talked about previously on the show that nearly 63% of all energy does not reach what it's supposed to be powering, right? And they have some great charts on this. You can see here two-thirds of all energy produced fails to reach its intended purpose. And uh, we've talked about this before, but I thought this article had some great stats in it, like, um, you know, uh, you know, manufacturing and industrial uh, production, you know, it, 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 it accounts for about 23% of total energy consumption, right? But in a typical plant, 
the energy bill itself is from 30 to 50% of the energy budget, of the operating budget rather. So think about that, your entire operating budget, 30 to 50% is electricity. So energy efficiency is huge for the bottom line, right? And so this is a very good article. I really enjoyed it. There's lots of slides in it. And uh, if you're concerned about energy efficiency or you're trying to promote it within your company, you may want to bookmark this article. Uh, we have another new article from KUKA. This one's better than the dentist one. This one talks about a robot being used for um, dealing with radioactive material at a, a nuclear plant that's being decommissioned in the UK. So um, I thought that was very interesting. You learn a little bit about that process too in this article. But um, in any case, it's great to see KUKA providing more application stories on uh, implementations, especially unique ones about their, uh, their products. From there, we go over to our videos and I failed to promote this yesterday and uh, shame on me. I think this video came out great. Now, if you are a very technical person, you program PLCs, you pick out IO cards and wire them, I think you're gonna enjoy this uh, because I sit down with the product managers from Rockwell and we talk about their new Flex HA5000. Now, uh, this is um, this I.O. can be used as a standalone I.O. or I should say simplex or duplex. It can be redundant or just st standard I.O. And it's very interesting to, to talk to them about how they designed this new system, right? All the concerns that went into it, like, you know, wanting to make sure the terminal blocks are always the same, making sure you can wire a universal module, you know, easily and that the same uh, lines always, the wires go to the same place and how the indicators were lined up so you can look at the front of the unit and say, okay, I got two current, I got two voltage, I got two digital in, two digital out. Very interesting. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's like uh, food for the mind here. So if, if you um, are interested in uh, uh, Rockwell IO, then uh, check out this interview with the, the guys. They got some great slides that go through all the different hardware. And, and uh, I, I th really think I grill them a little bit on some of the things just to make sure I understood it. And I hope hopefully that helps you as well. So with that, that is uh, episode, what was that? 167, I believe, of the Automation Podcast, our product and technology show. And from there, of course, it's available video and audio. From there, we go over to a new article and video about uh, from Opto22 about Groove Manage Groove View. So if you're not familiar with it, Groove Epic PLCs come with a built-in HMI. And uh, this talks about that, right? And it's an, they call it an easy-to-use tool for building a flexible HMI included with your Groove Epic. And this is a common theme with those CodeSys-based uh, PLCs, right? We actually took a look at one up there, the IFM uh, HMI controller. We did a whole set uh, setting on that, connected it up to the Ethernet IO and getting it all uh, connected and working. And uh, that was my first time using CodeSys. So uh, very interesting for me. And um, this video kind of goes through that and for the Groove Epic. And uh, this article also talks about it as well. So uh, another in that great series of videos. From there, I want to go over to Pills. Pills have a, has a video here. This was actually a presentation they did at... Um, at one of their trade shows. And so um, it talks about safety validation for machine. And uh, there's a great article here, but I, I'm really putting it in here for the video. And here you can see I got the video paused. And basically, you know, you know, when you're doing your assessment and building the concept of your machine, you know, that's where you're doing your risk assessment, right? And, uh, but then after you go into design implementation test, that's your validation part of it. And they talk about that. This isn't a very long video. It's a three minutes long, 
but it does breach that topic and I want to include it. I thought they did a good job. From there, we go over to a couple of videos from Schneider Electric. So these are not brand new videos, but they're recently uh, were uh, promoting their net bots and I'll show you some literature about that in a moment, but they were recently promoting their net bots over on this site and they link to these two videos. So I want to include them in the video section. One is an introduction to the NetBox product line, and the other is kind of a more in-depth EcoStructure IT NetBots uh, video. That one, the first one was only a couple of minutes. This one's more on the tune of eight minutes. And it's a very interesting concept and product they have here. And uh, we will, uh, uh, I'll show you some literature on it well in a minute, as well in a minute. But from there, I want to go to a new event. Now, most of us will program in an IEC language, right? Lateral logic, function block, structured text, sequential function charts, whatever, instruction list. Um, and most of us will probably stay in a single editor, right? Studio 5000, TIA portal, CodeSys, whatever, right? Um, but I thought this might be interesting for you guys if you want to see how somebody else, what somebody else considers an enhanced IEC editor. Um, on Tuesday, August 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern, um, Horner Automation is having a web, one-hour webinar, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the mystifying Seascape's Enhanced IEC Editor. That's their own editor for their own hardware. So I thought you guys might enjoy that. Even if you never use Seascape, um, it may be interesting to see how the other side lives, right? So from there, we go over to new versions out. So the only new versions of interest I found was, first, there was a patch for WinCCOA version 3.18. And so that's available. You know, I wanted to mention too, we had a great recording yesterday for WinCC V8. We had um, uh, the uh, the gentleman in charge of that from Siemens come on and he kind of went through and kind of filled in all the gaps, told us what was built into the product, what were options. So I'm hoping to really set uh, this coming Wednesday at 3.30. So in any case, um, if you're interested to learn how the other side lives. So, so far we've had Ignition. We're trying to get them back on. We've had Factory Talk View on. Um, now we've had WinCC on, we're trying to get all the SCADA people on. We actually had SCADAmatic that does that Modbus uh, simulator. And so, um, am I forgetting anybody? I hope I'm not. But um, we'd love to have all the major SCADA players on because SCADA is such an important part of what we do. But in any case, so that's patch P020 for WinCC OA318. Uh, we also saw a Cinematics S200 firmware V6.2 available. And there's an update for the Somatic ET200 SP. We have some of that behind me. They're open controller. So there's an update for that as well. Um, and we were talking about mean time between failure earlier in the, uh, earlier this month. I don't know if it's this week or last, but um, you don't often see this published um, uh, publicly by a vendor, but Siemens here has the MTBFs for their Cymatic products, like their PLC products and IO products. So check that out as well. And when we're talking about manuals, Rockwell has a few new ones out. They have a new user's manual out for their TLSZ Godmaster God locking switch. We also have a new power device library reference manual from Rockwell, release 3.03. And I think somebody's going by in a lawnmower. Can you hear that? Um, this is very interesting. This is like plant packs, but for their power products. So add-on instructions and faceplates. So very interesting stuff there. Um, Siemens also had a ton of new Cynumeric sinum uh, products available. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted by the lawnmower. What, what, what are they doing? I'm trying to do a live stream here. Um, they had a number of Cynumeric 
uh, new manuals out too, both on Psi Numeric and on the 828D. Uh, additionally, um, over on Cider Electric's website, uh, they had a new infographic on digital transformation. Now, this would be great if you're trying to get somebody in upper management to, to sign on to doing some digi digitalization, then this might be a great uh, infographic to share with them. You know, these things are full of uh, numbers and they're also easy to understand. So they don't have to be a bit head, you know, like us to be able to understand this stuff, right? So I thought I wanted to share that with you. I thought it was really good. They also released a couple of catalogs. Um, you know, we talked about that master catalog with everything in it that came out. We talked about that a few days ago. Well, now they're releasing these sections, uh, each section individually. So if you're into Schneider Electric automation products, including PLCs, servos, HMIs, and more, uh, check out, this is called Section 27. And uh, they also released Section 28, which is their universal enclosures. And from there, we go over to our science and technology story here today. And this is about a new concept could spark ideas for tree planting bots. Now, um, I thought this was a good article, but I'm kind of like, what's the big deal here, right? We have, as a matter of fact, over at the Automation Blog, we've talked about automation and agriculture. We had a freelancer uh, write about this for us. And uh, I actually blew up one of the pictures here. I mean, this is out there, right? So fully automated uh, harvesters, planters, tractors, they exist. So I was kind of like, you know, what's the big deal? You could easily program one of these to plant trees. So in any case, I would love to plant some trees between me and my neighbor so I wouldn't have to hear his lawnmower. But in any case, that's off topic. Um, so with that, if you think I've missed any news this week at all, because that's all of the news I found this week, right? We've tried to cover it all in three days. Um, please use the submit news tip link at theautomationblog.com or at automate.news to send it in. You can also just say hi or send in suggestions. Um, also, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. I also want to uh, let you know that we have our own community, automation.locals.com. Um, I'm going back and forth with uh, one of our members right now about remote access to a PLC and HMI. You can read all about that. You can see the live stream. I don't know if I'm going to do the live stream. Um, I've just been, you know, coming back from vacation. It's just so tough. But I will plan on doing them next week when we get back to a regular weekly schedule. But in any case, um, uh, one of the things I got to do today is do the automation this week and get it ready for tomorrow morning. I did not do that last week and I ended up doing it earlier this week. So in any case, if you want to support the show, $2 a month, it's the price of one cup of coffee. Um, you can do so over at automation.locals.com and join the community get access to my downloads. Like if I have old stuff that you need a copy of, you can't find online, I put them up there and uh, we do live streams to do Q and A's and all of that. From there, we go over to our content collections over at theautomationblog.com forward slash tab. So if you want to get our, my uh, control logics ebook, my compact logics ebook, or any of my video collections, lifetime copies. Um, I think everything there is under $10 except for the complete collection, which is $30 on digital. Uh, from there, we go over to our uh, store, theautomationblog.com forward slash shop, or lowercase, S-H-O-P for you non-New Englanders. Um, and uh, you can see the coffee cups, you can see the uh, t-shirts, and so on. And with that, just a reminder, every single link I've covered in all 86, 87 episodes, you will find over at automate.news. That's right, automate.news. No www, no .com, automate.news. 
And uh, you'll find every link there, and I make sure I add them so they're in the same order I cover them in the morning show. And with that, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me to talk about what's new in industrial automation. And uh, I just want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and very healthy weekend. And until next time, my friends, peace.